Welcome to episode number 141, Armin Show Podcast. Is 141 a multiple of anything? It's three. So three times 47, okay, for all that we're excited about the multiples. Wow. Oh, wait a minute. Do we have, we might have a guest on this one, and it might be a guest from the Single Digit Club. Who's our guest today? This is Gary Kazazian. I have watched this podcast grow to the double digit club to the triple digit club. We in the triple digits now, okay? Four digit is way over there and f- you know fin finite is numbers. Finite. Welcome to the show. Yep. Now Gary, okay, I want to get straight to this concept. You have mentioned in the past music making. Now you've done some music making. You've performed at multiple venues, have more on the way. How was performance? First, we'll talk about one that I mentioned before at the Mint. How did you feel about that one? That was a pretty good one. I like that. Uh, a bunch of people I knew showed up. So that was the most pressure, I think, by far of any of the shows. Mm. So preparing for that, you, don't, you, don't, you can try to approximate what the pressure is like, but you don't really know. So my method for preparing for it was to basically have no sensory stimulation throughout the whole day and to just have like the most even baseline state so when it does get altered by the pressure it doesn't go too too far off the deep end that was yeah that was my strategy that makes sense you want to go stabilized with it map it out beforehand i talked in my last episode or two episodes ago about there's no waiting in life you prepare instead of waiting for something and this is a mode of preparation you went peaceful with it prior to it so you could be centered i tried to throw it off with many different people that you know showing up and lots of like make it a big thing but can't throw off gk as they call him now (laughs) after by the way the mint invited gary back you're looking forward to performing there again yeah this saturday oh my gosh saturday night uh yeah so the more and more i perform the more and more i get used to the variables i perform which you don't really know until you start doing it like at the mint uh, we did sound check, but I still couldn't quite hear myself that well when I was performing at first. But I got used to how the sound was, and there's sometimes a little laughing by people drinking, so you get you you get you adapt to that. So there are multiple things. This is true. There are many variables to the procedure. You don't see them until you get into it. This is why execution is way more in, important than firing squad joke. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also important to do things. And not just have them mapped out or thought about in your mind. If you're just thinking about things, then you might as well not be there. And we have other organisms that could take your place. An amoeba, maybe. Some form of mycelium from a fungi. Sounds like you have a bias towards people who do things. You like them. I have a bios toward people who do things in the biology spectrum. And also, yes, I do have a bias towards people who do things. Because those are the only people we recognize... A lot of times we think our intent is perceived by others and then we perceive them by their actions, but they are actually looking at their own intent and looking at our actions. So might as well work with that and do actions so that the person just sees what actually they process because very few people see intent other than me and maybe Gary. That's true. Uh, Most people, yeah, it's, it's what's in front of them. It's what's right in front of them or seen. Worth keeping in mind. Now, people like me and Gary, we will notice intent 
or the subtext or the lower layer underneath the upper layer. Robin Hansen might do it, but for the most part, it's not going to be received. You also performed at a other place. I want to say that most people do kind of notice intent, but it's not a priority of theirs to really understand it. It's like, what are you showing me? We'll work off what you're showing me. And then right. if I really care about you, I'll try to figure out the intent a little bit, but right. it's not really the hard part anyway. Yeah. That is true. It's like, what's what's seen? Just bring it to my, my screen. Yeah. We love screens in 2018, by the way. Today was hashtag delete Facebook was popular on Twitter. You performed recently... Mm -hmm. At another place, how was that in Santa Monica, the trip place called uh, Trip? That was okay. It was good. If you're listening, Trip, it was great. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> Got support. It was good. Uh, the crowd was a little different probably than my previous shows. Uh, might have been a little bit more challenging. So I think my music does tend to cater towards women more than men, and the uh, the uh, predominant predominantly the crowd was older men, and they were like playing billiards and stuff like that. So wasn't what I would say the perfect place to play, but uh, it came out good. Yeah. Desalination plants hate Gary because of all the tears that he releases from people's eyes that cause salt to be released into the biosphere. But we're working on it. Maybe his future songs won't be as emotionally wrenching or impactful. Yeah, before I started performing, I actually started betting against desalination plants because I knew it would affect the effect that my voice would have, and, and I actually made some money out of that. That's my primary income. He's almost a salination plant. So look for a coin in the cryptocurrency domain connected to that. Salt coin? Salt coin. <laughs> yeah. Now... That's multiple places you performed at and upcoming performing. What's the thing you take of note mostly about the audience when you perform? Uh, the audience, well, it depends on the venue. So the first place I, I played at, the mm -hmm. audience was automatically willing to listen and they were quiet from the very beginning. Other places, is when you're starting your first song, everyone's already laughing and talking. So you have to try to, to find a way to impact them and sometimes you can't. Or at least I can't. I don't know. But sometimes you can. So uh, it's just there's automatically an inbuilt crowd, kind of crowd for each place you play at. You hope that your music fits that crowd. And my brother does the booking, so I kind of trust him to try to figure that out. Uh, but one thing I have learned is now that I'm getting more and more comfortable, I am, I am able to devote more energy to actually like looking out at the crowd or observing other things and adapting to them that I wouldn't be able to do on the, the first few shows because I was too busy making sure I didn't mess up. That makes sense. More skill on crowd work, a.k.a. onstage charisma, which is presentational and matching yeah, I'm working on that. to the audience. One individual of the crew who joined the original one was like, dang, Gary ain't meshing or something with the crowd, or it wasn't 100%. But actually, that's called skill in being self, music, maker, artist. Catch up crowds. You know what I'm saying? Catch up. Well, that's nice. Thanks. You know what I'm saying. I support making and doing. Gary, by the way, has been singing for ever since. Singing was created by Frank Sinatra back in 1980. I did it my way. That's our second singing in two episodes. I just want to shout out Reina. Now, Gary, almost the A-R-Y in Gary is in Reina. There's no G, though. If her name was Rangia. Then she would be... 
The last Eastern oh the dancer European, last maybe. episode. Say it again. Rengia sounds Eastern European. Rengia or Rainag, Rain, Garnet. <laughs> We've got a lot of Garnet. options here. Garnet Armenian. Uh huh. Yeah. Garnet, Garnet, come here and let's make some pomegranate juice. Armenian culture. Throwing that in there right there. Nur, if you will. That's the name for it in yeah. Armenian. I did Google Translate today with a person who was Russian. We did it through phone. In the future, we don't even need the phone. It just automatically, I'm talking to a Russian person. I'm like, hi, how are you doing? Hey, I'm trying to buy spaghetti. So, Gary, you've been now producing content. Mm. Is your group, Saunders Saloon, coming back in some context, you, Casper, Kenny? I think, well, we, I think we're just going to put out a song every like two months. That's what I think is going to happen. I, we get together every once in a while. We write stuff together. We exchange ideas. We record it. There is not much of a performing aspect of that, but I, I, I do think we like to get together and make songs and put them out. That makes good sense. Good songs. Good songs. Even if I sound uninspired, they're not. They're good songs. It just uh, that's not as performance heavy. Mm-hmm. I will always point out when I was listening to all three individuals of that group sing together and I was in the room, it was a special scene. Had I illegally recorded and then published it, well, the world would have been like, wow, we really got in there, but I didn't do that. And so I'm going to jail for that. Now, Sufjan Stevens won uh, some sort of Oscar. He was nominated. He was nominated for whatever the last award show was. He had a song in a movie called Call Me By Your Name. He had that song. Or he had multiple songs. I don't know which, which one he was nominated for. One of the songs in that movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he is similar to your style. Uh, okay. Somewhat. Somewhat, yes. Speaking to the fact indie folk is definitely resonating with an audience in America. Yes, uh, I think it appeals to a, a more sensitive subset of the population. Mm-hmm. Mm. He he, in particular, ha- has a, his signature sound is, is very whispered and kind of intimate, and I kind of do that at times. But I I do think he definitely gets more in more in there in in that way than I do. Um, but yeah, he's, he's got really good stuff. I like it. That's fair. That's fair. Now, what he doesn't do is crescendo falsetto here i go and you so yeah when i trained do you want to beat some of the okay let's and do this do falsetto on my beat all right i'm rapping when i was supposed to do a falsetto ain't gonna do that oh no because i do the beat rapping on the style they can't stop me because i do it single file like we're in a line i'm doing fine people like armin this is your time prime time rhyme time shut it down knock it out off the park and i tell you i'll do it till it sparks so that was not a falsetto just want to point that out it was a rap Glad for your beat. Now, if I gave you a beat, would you perform for the audience because uh, no, of the good. great opportunity? No, it's save it for the show. Frank's save outro. it for the yeah, show. Yeah, they got to come to the show. Right? Save it for the show. If you're in Los Angeles, that's where it will be. Sorry, we tease it. Mint. You know? Saturday night. Yeah. You might call me cocaine seller because I give a little bit free. Well, none, none was free here. So just come to the show. And yeah. that's the opportunity yeah. that's available. We got stuff there. Yes. Uh, all kinds of product. Gary. Music. Question for you. Uh-huh. Now, do you ever check out, obviously, the Armin Show, any other podcast? Does audio appeal to you? Is there anything about this domain that fits 
something that is suitable to your listening. I do not listen to any podcast, but there's one guy who I guess had podcast podcast type stuff, and he actually passed away recently. And I go on his website and listen to his stuff. Joe Frank, he's old school. Probably most of your listeners haven't heard of him, but he has uh, avant-garde type stuff, and it's philosophically oriented, and I like it. So he talks about philosophy and life. Uh, it's usually not directly talking about philosophy. He tells stories that reveal things about how things are. Oh, so they're not about they're not about the thing. They're about what makes us do things. They're not about the thing. Stories, by the way, I am quite fond of stories because they're like a package, and inside the package, there's these things happen. This was the impact. This is what I remember from it. It's very take away a bull as opposed to here's a bunch of concepts most people right there are like huh mm-hmm. what is That's this true. okay marcus aurelius stop philosophering and so mm-hmm. out of unplannedness do you have a story that comes to mind from between age 10 and 20 of your existence could be from a birthday could be a memory of something that was surprising or something that affected your being to this day. Oh, my God. You know what we're I, saying. I need a minute now to think about he that. He needs a minute to think about it. While he is thinking about it, I'm going to explain what music means to me. Music <laughs> okay. music is a great chance to... Some people do it just to have a beat in the background, go to EDM concert, and feel like they're part of a thing that's regularly just... Boom, 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 boom. Some people, it like serotonin might as well be released and it's peace some people what's the message in it some people they're like oh that's a performer i know it actually has personal relation to them some people music is inspiring for like writing or something there's different purposes to me it is i like the messages certain lyrics good old jay-z has some nice lyrics other rappers or songs even britney spears might have a good lyric i don't remember it and then there's some good beats out there as well and i like beats a lot and their regularity but also the variety in it like dj quick used to make beats but they would have like a piano and then out of nowhere a chord so i enjoyed that yes and then out of nowhere there'd be like a c chord and then a g7 or something like that oh you know what a g7 is i'm just you saying know i don't remember what it actually oh, cool. is but I, you know i didn't know you knew chords That's like cool. a g6 well, Maybe a D12, which was a rap group. I have, I have one, by the way. I don't know if I'm supposed, am I supposed to interrupt you? Yes. Now is the moment for you okay. and the story. Oh, uh, so I have one. You said ten to twenty, right? I have one that was like age 12, ten to twenty. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sixth grade. Okay. So sixth grade, I mostly kept to myself. Had a small group of friends. We played basketball and stuff. And when I went home, I played video games. Uh, you know, just very normal stuff. Just the boys hanging out with boys. Just the and, boys. I had pretty good grades, and I would did not cause any mischief or anything. Just like super, I guess, kind of a square in in that way. But one time, uh, some guys that I knew in class were like throwing erasers around and stuff, and I got in on it too. I started throwing pencils and erasers when the teacher was looking away. I don't know why I did it. That wasn't my style, and I got in trouble. Uh, after school, my parents came and scolded me, and uh, that was me being bad. I don't know what to take away from that. That's the first thing that came to my mind. I, uh, yeah, and uh, you, my reputation wasn't altered per se, but it was just very anomalous behavior. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So you're saying you threw pencils and erasers, <laughs> and where were they thrown? At other people, because that's what what like that vibe had been established in the classroom between the, some guys throwing stuff, and I just got in on it too. I guess you I found it entertaining. In. Time to throw uh, pencils and erasers. I, maybe not pencils. <laughs> that, that might have hurt someone. Definitely erasers. Hundred percent erasers. Mm. So erasers are quite cool. I just want to point out before actually looking at the story because they're just fun. It's actually probably cool to have erasers thrown at you because then you can collect them and erase stuff that you write. Right. (laughs) There's something great about them. It's almost like they're creative except they undo creativity. (laughs) So that part is not creative. But I did mention on a long time ago podcast, the eraser game. I used to play with my friend Z. We'd have two erasers near each other and you'd, you'd flip the corner of it to go on top of the other one. If your eraser went on theirs, you won that round. Do you get to keep the eraser? Some. That was kind of a thing also, but it was more about you just beat somebody in the eraser game. Your day is complete at that point. (laughs) Right. That's all you need. It was a joyous occasion of sorts. Yeah. But now to match that, you need 400 likes, 300 shares. Eight people ooh, calling ooh. you, like, where are you at, dog? And then, like, three different people saying, hey, can you be on, in my music video? Or or to match the uh, mischief of throwing erasers at your classmates, now you have to get a face tat or something. <laughs> I don't know. Face tattoos. Shout outs to Little Zen, who is uh, just a yeah, little Zen. music maker. Yep. And he's got some good themes, even though he's, like, 12 in his music, because you figure out things no matter what age you are in life. Yeah. But having a ink message on your face is permanent, and you'll go to jail <laughs> at some point. Joke, kidding. You yeah, can stay out of jail. They're probably uh, yeah. Okay. Everybody. I'm not gonna <laughs> yes, they are getting more popular though. If you notice trends, there's a guy no jumper it, on YouTube. Is it still trendy to go to jail to like have been in jail? Or do you Trending, get credit for that? So jail. I know back in the day, like that was a thing. It reduces your street cred because you can't post on Instagram from jail. (laughs) So you have no time to keep up the regularity. Mm -hmm. The algorithm will downplay you, and now you're eating glit. (laughs) Oh, what are you guys serving today? More glit. Jail selfie, just like like some sludge in a guy's face. Yay. You want to share sludge is the warmest thing that is said in a jail. So I don't recommend it. Sludge is like, by the way, porridge, for those wondering. Mm Mm-hmm. Could be good. You know, like then outside of jails, you have like oatmeal that is gluten-free with some sort of cinnamon and agave. Flavored sludge. Yes. But in the inside, it's glut. And you're like, Mm -hmm. what am I eating? That's kind of cool. Now, so you follow the trend. If people are throwing erasers, you're throwing erasers. Well, in that situation, yes, I follow the trend. Mm -hmm. You you know me. If I follow the trend, you tell me. Right. So if everybody builds a high-end bridge... Would you also build a high-end bridge? Uh, like with civil engineering ability? It's related do I have to the capability? It, uh, yes, or, uh, yes, you have the skill. It, it's, it's possible. It's not like the one in Florida recently. It, it's possible. It'll have uh, high rails for suicide prevention. Uh-huh. Uh, and all the cool Very people. Very You can drive on it, for you sure. You can drive on it. There it is. Yeah. So he's a follower, folks. Kidding, okay? Sometimes this guy... Wait a minute. I'll just call him a pioneer, frankly. He's on stage. (laughs) To go on stage or any sort of thing, you have to be a pioneer of sorts. Just putting that out there because nobody said to do that. Nobody said to do that is often the case for makers of the world, not takers. Mm -hmm. You're so nice. I like to be nice when things fit what I see. You need an audience, though, too, to make the dynamic work. 
Because if you had Chester Bennington on stage and no audience, that picture doesn't look as interesting. I'm going to go to the end of the world. And everybody's just a blank. There's chairs. I have to say, though, if you think about it, like Chester, he could really, really yell. At some point, he spent a lot of time yelling alone. Right. Uh, which people don't think about. But he, you, you can't just yell like that. No, you have to practice it. So. Right. It has to be almost ingrained from yeah. familial issues across the youth sure. and then lead to that. And then uh, the way I see it is that passion is translated to the audience who is like almost feeling bad for said individual because their situation is worse off. This is a big part of entertainment is like that person is worse off than me. Thus, I like this. Going dark. No, not dark, but informative. Sure. Anytime I go real informative. We're going okay. real on this podcast. Huh? We're, it, it, the it, press it, secretary isn't out today. I'm still filtering, okay? Oh, good. So this is layers of filtering. Yeah. Sort of. But yes, that's kind of a message about how something can translate. And I didn't even mention what causes laughter, but I think I did that in the Elephant in the Brain cover. Yeah. Cover song that I did recently. Oh, wow. Now, Gary, have you done any cover songs? Does that feel appeal to you? When are you going to do one of those pop, pop, pop? I, I did that song for you, The Elephant in the Brain. The Elephant in the Brain. The Elephant in the Brain. Yeah. That's the chorus. I don't remember the rest of it. That was, was too long ago. It was like two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Okay. That was a good cover. Now, could you picture yourself being a person putting up a cover a week on a YouTube? It's not really my thing. I feel like that's more for performers. I, I feel uh, I'm more a creator and I do perform, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm not the kind of person that wants to m just make wow people with my vocals or wow people with my guitar playing. Uh, in a pro I, like, I like to make stuff from my own mind. I don't really care that much about replicating something or another trans or another version of somebody else or something sounds like this creator is looking more to express than to impress yeah i guess that's where we'd put it good good this is the case and so he'll never be bruno mars sorry gary oh sorry no. because you never go to the end of the world <laughs> i want to be a billionaire yes <laughs> Now, so freaking bad. sometimes music like that, or almost every time, it wasn't actually what was being said, but it's the point is like, I could hit 820 hertz. Oh, no, that's Bruno Mars is, okay, well, I guess we're getting real. So Bruno Mars, I guess it relates to some people emotionally, but for me, when I hear Bruno Mars, I hear a guy who's trying to hit all the high notes and do it technically very well, mm -hmm. and, and to put just enough like distortion from his throat to, right. to ping people emotionally, like bypass mm -hmm. all the critical thinking and just say, oh, that's impressive. Right. That's what you, that's what it is impressive. That's the main. But I'm just saying how there. I hear. It. I don't know exactly how he processes right. it when he's doing it. And uh, just to bring it back right there. Yeah. Okay. Because it really impacts sometimes. Now, we've covered music. You're doing shows. Yeah. You will continue to do it consistently. Mm -hmm. In some, by the way, I've mentioned consistency, such as episodic consistency could be daily could be monthly could uh, be weekly uh. this is key because somebody knows what to look for versus like oh like falling off the map we have mm -hmm. a friend who was not recently around for like a year and then came back and described that he had fallen off the map just because he wasn't there showing up is 80 percent of it the other 20 percent is what's left over when you subtract from 100 percent Important numbers. I want to toss wow. in there. Yes. Right. 
Mathematical. Mm-hmm. Have you revealed to your listeners your mathematical prowess, Armin? Oh, yes. So when I well, was little... Other than this, the intro in this podcast where you showed... Yes. Well, not really. But I did mention spelling bees. And then early I had math competitions when I was little where I'd go and then come back with victories against other people in co- like stuff like uh, computation. The first time I figured out, I think... Well, I don't know when it was, but I remember in fifth grade we had this like times tables thing and we had the whole class... And I destroyed the whole class, and I was done waiting for everybody to finish the thing. And the teacher was like, oh, my gosh. Later, she gave me a seventh-grade book, and this was in fifth grade. She's like, you got this. And one day, she wrote me a letter. So that was nice. Shout-outs to Miss Brady Ventura. You know what I'm saying? Mrs. Brady. You t- yeah. You don't have people like Mrs. Brady anymore, or yes, you do. I don't know them, though. But it was nice, and... Those things translate. She didn't I also have to do had. That. I was never as good as you, I'm sure, but I also had a teacher in Venezuela who gave Casper and I a, another math book to practice because we were doing well in the class. Casper's my twin brother. Boom. Casper's been on the show. You might recall him from episodes eight and fifty-eight. Shout-outs to knowing your own podcast. Gary was on Damn. three. Oh, single-digit wow. club in the place to be. So he was on actually, a hundred thirty-eight episodes ago. That's one hundred thirty-eight days probably. No, By it's actually 120 math. plus maybe a month because the first 20 episodes was not consistent. From 21, we kept it rolling. Gotcha. Consistency is key and builds something. Later, we'll look back like, dang, that was the early days. Hmm. The last question I want to throw out to you okay. here, it's music related. Hmm. If you could do... Like, here's the thing. I do a rap, you do the chorus. We got a song. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, any thoughts? Thoughts? I feel like we already made enough music. Mm. We, we, uh, so, uh, all right. We'll, so, then, we'll just switch it to what's one life message you'd like to share to folks? Because the rap chorus thing, I guess we'll, you know, we'll leave it on the back oh. burner. What's a this life a message? Tough, tough questions, man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just keep it simple then. Mm-hmm. Uh put out stuff that is authentic to you in some way Mm -hmm. and hopefully other people like it if they don't that's fine because you still made what was what was true to you and you'll be happier when you're older Mm -hmm. just to piggyback off that if you don't do something that's authentic to you it has an expiration date at some time later resentment you won't like it you're not happy gary glad to have had you on episode 141 of the podcast I'm good. Yeah, happy. Yeah, good to be here. And we are out. Mm